Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hello, and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. And I'm Emily, a writer and editor. We're just two type 1 diabetic ladies trying to live our best lives. It's not always easy with the literal highs and lows, but it does help to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hey guys, welcome to Pancreas Pals. Emily here. And Miriam. And this week's special guest is Krishna, the creator of Catalina Crunch. Try saying that five times fast. It's a really (laughs) great keto-friendly, low-carb cereal. Welcome, Krishna. Oh, thank you for having me. It's great to uh, be on here with you both. We're pumped to have you. So as I like to, we like to kick off every episode Mm -hmm. with a little bit about you as a human, um, but also about your diagnosis story. So can you get us started with that? Yes, yes, absolutely. And it's funny, uh, right as we were about to start talking, I was just reading your bio on the Pancreas Pals website, and I saw that your, what is it called, Diaversary is coming up? Is that, yes. Is that the new word? <laughs> uh, that is the word they're using nowadays. <laughs> okay, okay, funny, funny, because I was just thinking that probably my, like, 11-year Diaversary is, like, right around now. So this is really? uh, perfect Mine's timing. next week. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. That is so coincidental. Um, but uh, only my yeah, fifth well, year. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, no worries. Um, I'm uh, not not counting or anything like that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it was, uh, I guess, about 11, 11 years ago today or thereabouts, um, I had uh, um, gotten uh, accepted dependent. Well, actually, I should probably go back and tell you about before I was diagnosed, right? Um, So I was a senior in high school, um, and I played a lot of tennis, actually. So I was a big-time athlete as well um, out in California. Um, And probably a couple months before I, I actually officially got diagnosed is when I started kind of having the signs, I guess you can say. Um, Mm -hmm. I started, you know, really having to drink a lot of water all the time. Um, And, you know, like like when you're outside in California and it's 80 degrees and you're playing a lot of tennis, you know, you drink a lot of water anyways. (laughs) So I didn't necessarily think too much of it at first, um, but uh, it kind of like got worse and worse throughout the, the second semester when I was in... Uh, in high school as a senior. Um, and I think it kind of started out, um, I was just maybe, you know, going to the bathroom a few more times a day than you like kind of normally would. Right. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And, and, uh, then I got to the point where I'd have to, you know, like leave class in the middle of class to go find a water fountain to run to, um, in order to get that, <laughs> get that water. Um, and then it got to the point actually where right before I was diagnosed, I was actually, I had this 30 minute drive from, you know, from class back home. um, And it got to the point where I couldn't go that 30 minute drive without like pulling over on the side of the freeway and downing, you know, like one of those gallon jugs of water that I had bought from the liquor store right before, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I left, I left school. Um, So that's when I kind of, I kind of like started thinking something was up. um, But the 
funny thing is, is my dad actually is a veterinarian and he diagnoses diabetes in dogs and cats all the time. <laughs> uh, and, and when Sorry. I went to him, uh, when I went to him telling him what was going on, uh, he just thought, you know, you're just drinking a lot of water, you know, uh-huh. and I had like all these classic signs, but for whatever reason, we both kind of just reasoned it away yeah. in our minds, <laughs> um, and didn't really think too much about it. So mm-hmm. that was, that was kind of how it started. And then, you know, it just got worse and worse. Eventually I was at the point where I could not, you know, sleep through the night without waking up multiple times to mm-hmm. down all this water. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then, and then like, you know, in April, I guess it was, you know, I got accepted to UPenn and um, which was super exciting. Um, and so I'd gone out there for their like, you know, new student, uh, like welcome day or something like that, where you kind of like tour the tour, the campus, like meet other friends and, you know, meet other people and stuff like that. Um, and so I was walking around, actually we flew in the night before the day was going to start, and I was like walking around campus um, <clears throat> and basically just passed out <laughs> in the middle of campus walking right. around with my with my parents. Um, so they took me to the ER, uh, went to the ER and my blood sugar was at around 1100. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> um, yes, way, way higher than it was supposed to be. And uh. The nurse was like. Uh, when I woke up, the nurse was like, you have diabetes. Um, and so I <laughs> yeah. spent the next like three days, I think, or th- maybe like two, three, four days, something like that, just sitting in the hospital mm-hmm. um, and not really uh, missed the entire like, you know, like new student thing. <laughs> um, oh, like just, just went all the way so to sad. Philadelphia from California to sit in the hospital for three days and come right yeah. back to California again. A different, um, a different but, <laughs> type of orientation than you're anticipating. Yes, yes. Orientation with the diabetes educator yeah. and doctors and whatnot. No, no pen, new student orientation. No. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was kind of kind of how it happened. Yeah, and then so you started college with like this whole new body in some sense, or these this whole new part of yourself you had to figure out. So I imagine that was a lot of new all at once. Yes, yes, it was. Um, I, I, you know, I, I got to be honest, I rebelled a little bit when I was diagnosed with diabetes. Um, you know, I was hesitant to, I didn't embrace it at first, let's put it yeah. that way. Um, and, and it's like that perfect age range, too, where people are already known to be a little bit more rebellious, um, uh-huh. to, to not manage their diabetes as, as well as they would other parts of their life. So it's, it's understandable, I think, especially in that developmental stage i can't imagine it's a it's a lot at once also <laughs> yes, where where are you from originally as i well? am from southern california so you were going far away from home mm-hmm. for school for those who don't know you penn is in pennsylvania plot twist <laughs> and that must have been a big um because i mean i was diagnosed my not to make everything about me but i was diagnosed in between my <laughs> sophomore and junior year of college and i'm from florida and i thought that was hella far but, and it was hard on my parents when I was diagnosed and went back to school and everything like that right away. So I can't mm-hmm. imagine, I mean, your dad being, you know, not being a human doctor, but being a veterinarian, you still know a little bit more than the average person in the way the endocrine system works. So mm-hmm. I imagine that must've been hard for them too. Yes, yes, yeah. They, I'm sure they were not too happy sending me all the way to Philadelphia with, <laughs> with diabetes. <laughs> but you did um, That's the important yeah. part. Yeah. 
I did. I did. Yes, I did. Um, you know, it was, it was very difficult at first. I was not happy with having to, you know, right after I di- you're diagnosed, right? The diabetes educator comes in and gives you this whirlwind tour about how you can't eat anything anymore. Um, and so, you know, all the soda and fast food and whatnot and everything that you used to eat, um, mm-hmm. you know, you, well, you can eat it, but then you, you know, you have to be really careful about counting, counting carbs and taking insulin and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was very difficult. And, you know, I was, as you said, I was going off to college, uh, you know, wanted to do a lot of partying, wanted to do some drinking, uh, wanted to, uh, actually Penn is really known for their food truck scene. Um, fun fact. So <laughs> it was, uh, yes. One of the reasons <laughs> I was very, I really loved, like fell in love with, uh, UPenn was for the food trucks. Um, mm-hmm. and then you go there and, you know, but a lot of the stuff at the food trucks is like Philly cheese steaks, you know, which are on those like giant, bread rolls, um, which are, you know, like a foot yeah. and a half long, um, and, you know, all sorts of things like that. So it was not, yeah, I was not, I was not happy about it. Um, but you know, my parents got used to it. I suppose I got used to it and, you know, kind of moved on eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I guess so, leads us to the next part. Sorry, Miriam, I totally no, always interrupt I think you. We're going to say the same thing. So go for it. Yeah, perfect segue into how <laughs> Catalina Crunch came about. Yes. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, so it was, so this is now fast forwarding, I guess, quite a bit. Um, you know, like, like uh, you know, diabetes obviously got me really interested in nutrition. Um, and, you know, one of the first things that I realized when I was diabetic, as I'm sure you both and all of your listeners know, is that the more carbs you're eating, the more insulin you have to take. Um, mm-hmm. And so if you don't eat any carbs, <laughs> you don't have to take any insulin. Um, uh, typically, uh, or, you know, maybe you're taking your, your baseline insulin or whatnot. But you know, if you eat a bag of sour patches, you're gonna have to really watch, you know, what type of short acting insulin you take. Whereas if mm-hmm. you eat, you know, two hard boiled eggs, um, you know, that's much more easy to manage, right. Um, and so when I realized that, um, I started doing a, a lot of exercise, obviously, because that, you know, <clears throat> really helps out. And then obviously trying to avoid eating a lot of the, especially like, you know, like carbs, especially empty carbs, things like white rice and, you know, noodles and bread and right. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so started on this kind of like low carb eating regimen. Um, and that, I mean, that really helped out as far as managing my A1C, um, as far as, you know, not getting uh, highs as often, things like that, making it easier. Um, but, uh, you know, it also obviously made it really hard to find things to eat, <laughs> especially things to eat, which tasted good. Um, and, you know, one of the main things I missed from my childhood actually was cocoa puffs, um, which I don't we all, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes, I'd eaten way too much growing up. Um, but then obviously stopped eating when I was diagnosed with diabetes because of all the sugar and, you know, empty carbs that it has. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had just been eating eggs every day for breakfast for, you know, pretty much since I was diagnosed because it was kind of, you know, high protein, you know, no carbs. Um, the easiest really easy thing eating. to do. Um, yeah. Yep, right. yep. Absolutely. Um, but you know, it's the, you know, eggs, eggs can taste great, but after you eat them, you know, for eight, nine, 10 years, and that's all you eat, <laughs> at least for Gosh. me, they got, they got very boring. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was, you know, I, uh, 
was trying different hot sauces, different pesto sauces, you know, different ways of cooking them. But, you know, after enough of just eating eggs, you just kind of dislike, you know, just grow to dislike the smell yeah. of eggs is, I guess, the best way to put it. Um, and so I was, you know, upset about that. I was, so now I'm in New York, right? And, and this is mm-hmm. where I live. And it was about two, two and a half years ago, I was, you know, upset with uh, the state of eating eating eggs as I as I often <laughs> am at breakfast, um, and was also an, uh, upset because you know my girlfriend likes to eat a lot of like fun things for breakfast, especially on the weekends. Um, mm-hmm. So she'll eat like acai bowls or like French toast um, mm-hmm. or like pancakes or. Which you can still eat for those listening that are like, oh my God, (laughs) I, or who are just recently diagnosed, you totally can do these things. It's just more of a trial and error process. There's some TikTok brain power. But sometimes it's nice to have a pretty low brain power meal, which is why I'm a big fan of not meal, but snack, maybe snack is what I'm trying to say, Um, like cheese sticks and things like that. I mean, this is kind of more along the low carb route. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, great. Yes, thank you for pointing that out. I don't want to sound like a, a low carb curmudgeon. Just know what but, works uh, for you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so yeah, I mean, well, for me, especially, you know, like the, the sugar and like French toast or acai bowls really spikes my blood sugar. And so yes. I kind of stay mm-hmm. away from those sorts of things. But, um, you know, long story short, I'd gotten sick of not having something which tasted great for breakfast that was mm-hmm. also low carb. And that was kind of like a eat it and forget it type meal like you're like you're referring to um and so that was kind of that was kind of like the 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 problem which was growing inside my head um and at the same time i had actually just started getting into low carb baking (laughs) i'm going back to low carb again so that's my favorite um, thing to do Oh yeah. So I, <laughs> okay, I love awesome. experimenting yeah. with things. <laughs> there you go. Now you know. Now you know. Yeah. So, you know, I was baking a lot uh using like almond flour or coconut yep. flour. Um, so a lot of like, you know, like either stevia or monk fruit instead of sugar, um, and making either sweet things or making like uh crackers um as as like a something to eat and mix it up as opposed to just eating like a lot of nuts um, for a snack um, Mm -hmm. or cheese sticks, for example. Um, So was experimenting with that. And one day Mm -hmm. I kind of realized that, you know, you're shaping dough to make crackers. And I was kind of thinking, huh, I wonder if I just shape the dough, you know, uh, smaller um, Mm -hmm. and then I could like eat it in a bowl with milk. If I added a little bit of sweetener from like monk fruit, for example, and Mm -hmm. added some cacao to give it that like chocolate taste, right? And I was like, huh, maybe I can make it taste like like Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> um, and I was a bit naive to think I could do that. Um, it was quite a, a, a lofty goal. <laughs> um, so it didn't taste great. Uh, but <laughs> as you said, you know, if you're curious and you want to experiment like I was and apparently you are as well, um, you know, you take that recipe and you kind of dig in and you think, all right, how can I do it differently next time? How can I do it better next time? And I was so fed up with eating eggs every day for breakfast that even though this thing didn't taste much better, um, you know, I was much happier eating it than I was just mm-hmm. continuing to eat the eggs. And so over a period of time, anyways, I made the recipe better. Um, and then I was just really just eating it myself for breakfast. Um, and I was doing that for about, I would say three or four months. Um, mm-hmm. and it never really occurred to me to you know try to start a business you know selling the product or anything like that mm-hmm. um, until a friend of mine um, had actually just started on keto 
And he was talking to me about how much he hated eating eggs every day for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so randomly, I was like, hey, you know, you should try the cereal I've been making. And he's like, mm-hmm. all right, sure, like, bring me some. Um, so the next time we hung out, I brought him some of the cereal. And he actually afterwards Venmoed me for it, um, which I was like, I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't selling it to him or anything like that, but he Venmoed me for cereal. Uh, and yeah, in a sense, in a sense, that was kind of like the first sale, I guess you could say. Um, it was, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and he was, he liked it, you know, he thought it was great. And then it kind of hit me. I was like, oh, you know, maybe I get to start selling this cereal. Um, mm-hmm. So that's when I kind of looked more into what it would be like to actually turn this from, you know, me just baking it for myself and him in my kitchen uh, to an actual business, you know, which mm-hmm. is now turned into Catalina Crunch. Um, yeah. So that is the backstory. And I love how it started. Like you said, not, you had no intention of starting a business. It was just like, I want cereal. It, an easy cereal for me doesn't exist. So I made this for myself and the business just kind of came later on. And I think it makes it feel super authentic. It makes me trust you that this is actually good enough because you weren't trying to sell it. You were just trying to make something good for yourself. Um, so I'm like super excited to try it. I know Emily has tasted it. It's so And I'm good. just like, I, and this is something I've actually struggled with too. I really struggle with breakfast because um, I also love a good bowl of cereal. And then when I started becoming more aware of my body and what, and you know, how how I'm taking things in. When you look at the grocery store, there are no cereals out there that don't have some sort of added sugar. Like even the granolas have maple syrup or honey. And yes, they're all natural and everything, but it still is going to spike your sugar, your blood sugar. So it's been a big struggle finding this available. So I'm just so excited that this exists and that you've found a way to kind of cater to your fellow diabetics, but also to (laughs) You know, it's trendy now. All these people are doing the keto diet that aren't at all diabetic. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's kind of like perfect timing that there's this new population of people that are looking for a cereal like this. So I'm very excited for you and I'm excited (laughs) for us because we get to eat it. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, no, it is It is very exciting. I felt the same way, actually, when I went into the grocery store, and I hadn't eaten cereal for a long time, obviously, since being diagnosed. And mm-hmm. When I was first thinking about this, I was like, ah, let me go check out actually what, you know, what cereals are there in the grocery store, right? Um, and it's amazing. You know, it's some grocery stores, you can go there and it like the cereal aisle is like, you know, it's like a football field long. You know, it like goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And, you know, there's like a hundred different varieties of cereal you yes. know, <laughs> or whatnot. Um, but like the key thing when you really start looking at the ingredients is that they're all made by either, um, you know, General Mills or Kellogg's uh, mm-hmm. or Post. Um, and they all have, yeah, anything that tastes good has a lot of added sugar, um, you know, like evaporated cane juice or high fructose mm-hmm. corn syrup. Um the other stuff just, you know, like Wheaties, for example, doesn't have any sugar, but also tastes, you know, god awful. Wheaties, TBH. I was having a low <laughs> and I wanted to like uh-huh. have actually I was having a matching low to your low yesterday, Miriam. I had a, a 49. It was really fun. But oh. I wanted to stave it off later and the fiber and the Wheaties. I know like 
a combination of things, but I was thinking, yeah. I really don't want to be eating this right now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but even, even these like high fiber, like sad cereals, even they sometimes have like brown rice syrup. They and do. I'm like, they still have a really? lot of sugar, like a lot of carbs, it's, I should it's, say. It's like, you can't, you can't escape this stuff. And I did, I will say there was another like cereal advertising it as like a keto low carb cereal and I'm not going to name names but I tried it because I was like so excited and there was so much artificial sweetener in it to like make it palatable that it was disgusting and it like had this gross aftertaste and I was like oh whatever it just can't be done and then (laughs) you come along with this like perfect product so it can be done it just takes I think it just takes someone who actually wants like you wanted the cereal for yourself. And I think that makes all the difference that you're not trying to, um, you know, do this to fill this need all of a sudden. You're like, you know what? I wanted a good cereal and I bet other people do too. Let's make it. And yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, cinnamon toast crunch. Well, not cinnamon toast crunch. Oh my God. That's probably like a legal issue. I didn't mean to say that. Um, <laughs> cinnamon toast <laughs> Yikes. Anyways, I shouldn't be allowed to talk, but do you have any other <laughs> iterations coming down the pipeline? Um, yes, yes, yeah. So you're absolutely right. So we started out with dark chocolate. That was mm-hmm. the first one that I had made. Um, and that's because personally, Cocoa Puffs was my favorite growing up. Um, second one we made, you were absolutely right, Cinnamon Toast, um, was uh, <laughs> nice. because that other cereal, which shall not be named, uh, was one of my other very favorite mm-hmm. uh, cereals growing up. Um, and yes, we have a few more in the pipeline. Um, we will be releasing our next one probably in about a month or so. Um, so yes, uh, I cannot give away too much information about what the flavor is right now. Um, but it is going to be exciting. It's going to be obviously another kind of classic breakfast cereal favorite, um, you know, made in the Catalina crunch way, um, you know, with a lot of protein and fiber and not a lot of empty carbs and no sugar. Um, so <clears throat> that is what we have coming up yet next, but yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's exciting. You know, uh, I've spent a lot of time learning about, uh, how to bake cereal <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, you know, how to, uh, how to taste test cereal as well. Um, you know, I never would have thought I would have eaten so much cereal um, and <laughs> kind of for the worst actually. Cause I like, you know, when I'm making, uh, uh, like our dark chocolate cereal. I'm sitting there eating our cereal, then eating Cocoa Puffs, then eating oh, ours. No, eating Cocoa Puffs. Like, yeah, going, mm-hmm. going back and forth, trying to figure out how to make them taste, you know, as similar as possible, or you know, make it ideas on how to improve the flavor. Obviously, so um, it is. It has been you know mixed, I guess, as far as my my health more recently. But yeah. <laughs> the work, the work that's got to be done now. Um, Things we do for the cause. So. Yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> so Amazing. one more quick question, because I know uh, when I whenever I interview a brand or something like that in my day job life, I always ask, how did you come across the name of Catalina Crunch? Oh, yes. Oh, good question. I that is a great one. Um, so I actually, as I said, grew up in Southern California um, and Catalina Island is right off the coast, obviously. Um, so I've been a couple of times and really enjoyed it. Um, so, uh, that was uh, part of the inspiration, uh, even though I'm not from Catalina Island, uh, what, 
it was kind of a complicated process. But in other words, you know, I knew that the word crunch had to be in our cereal because it is like, crunchy. The crunchiness and it's is, a positive. Yes, it's very yes. crunchy. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was like a big, you know, like selling point, particularly for our cereal. It's very yes. crunchy. It's very, it has that very loud crunchiness to it. And I, you know, for me, when I had, when I had started eating low carb, I had really started to crave crunch because everything from like, you know, crackers, chips, pretzels, like Doritos, like Cheetos, like all the like loud crunchy stuff that you think about, you know, that's like all stuff that you're not eating a lot of anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, had, I knew crunch had to be in there. Um, and then I was trying to think, all right, so what's going to be in there with, with, you know, besides crunch. Um, and I wanted something that started with a C because mm-hmm. uh, you get Consonants. that alliteration in there, right? Like, like, <laughs> yes. Nice. Yes. Um, Catalina crunch. Um, and it's catchy. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, and I also wanted it to feel uh, like a, um, kind of premium um, and different, but not in like a like French or like old English way or something like that. And I feel so like this is a, thinking, a crash course from UPenn Business School right here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it does, it does feel like a high-end cereal. I mean, like, like high high you were really into consonants here at Pancreas Pals. So <laughs> I'd love to hear that that's, there's some real reasoning behind it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, no, great point, great point. Uh, so yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I I did want it, you know, because because one of the things is is like you know the cereals like cocoa puffs are very cheap, and the reason is because they use very cheap ingredients. Um, like mm-hmm. sugar is super cheap, you know, flour is super cheap. Um, but when you're moving to a cereal that has a lot of protein, has a lot of fiber, like that ends up driving up the cost a lot. Um, right. And because we, you know, using higher quality ingredients, they cost more money. And so naturally you're going to have to pay more for them, um, which means you're going to have to pay more for the cereal. Um, and so, uh, you know, I wasn't going to choose a, a name like, uh, you know, like a McDonald's or something like that, you know, um, for uh, what was going to be, a, you know, like a, a higher price cereal. So right. I had thought about actually the Catalina wine mixer. Um, and I was thinking like, that's, you know, Step Brothers, like great movie. Yeah. Like a lot of folks from our generation know that movie and yeah. love it. Uh-huh. And so I was like, all right, Catalina wine mixer, Catalina Island. It goes well with Catalina crunch. Also mm-hmm. it's an Island. So it has like, you know, that natural feel to it. Like a lot mm-hmm. of food brands do. Um, and so I uh, ultimately, uh, thought on it for a little while and then and then went with it that's awesome love it and so tell us how can we get catalina crunch how can we taste it where should our listeners go to find it yes absolutely um you can go to catalinacrunch.com um Mm -hmm. and you can order it right there um and i didn't think of this beforehand actually but what i can do is i can make a discount code for your listeners oh my gosh (laughs) um i will make that right after we (laughs) right after we finish talking so let's call it let's call it like pancreas pals 10 um, love it off your order and then i will uh i will make that right now um and yeah that's where you can go you can order dark chocolate you can order cinnamon toast you can get a variety pack which has both um, whatever suits your fancy awesome amazing thank you so much krishna and, and i'm yes and i'm on the website now and i just have to say these photos are beautiful like it makes 
me want this cereal so badly. So, <laughs> no, thank you. Right? It's like with the fruit, there's Some berries and chili, coconut. I'm like, this is <laughs> high and it's it's beautiful. And I'm really excited to try it. And thank you so much for creating this for all of us. Yeah, not a problem as well. Thank you guys for uh, for hosting. And I really appreciate what you guys are doing with the show. It's uh, awesome stuff. Thank you, Krishna. Thank so you. for those listening, that's CatalinaCrunch.com with a C. I, I swear to God, all I do is spell things on here, but here I go. That's C-A-T-A-L-I-N-A <laughs> Crunch.com. And you can follow them on Instagram um, at Catalina Crunch. And you can follow us on Instagram at pancreas underscore pals. You can follow us on Facebook at pancreas pals PP. And we look forward to wrapping up the season with you guys. We have three more episodes coming your way. Um, wow. What a quick season, right? Miriam. Miriam's gotten <laughs> married. My older sister's gotten married. So much marriage. Anyways, thanks for joining us. That was a weird segue. Um, Krishna, you rocked on Ever Change and have a great week, everyone. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>